Hi, welcome to Talk Chinese. My name is Xiaolan. Today, I would like to teach you how to say the king in Chinese. We have Jonathan Duckdale. He is the researcher at the Department of History at University of Birmingham. Hi, Jonathan. Nihao. Hi, Nihao Xiaolan. Right, the area of your research it's、uh, about China. Yeah. So I study a northern dynasty in Chinese history called the Liao Dynasty,、yep. who were around about a thousand years ago. Right, the Liao Dynasty. That was rather small dynasty. <laughs> yeah, less known by the Westerners. Certainly less known by Westerners. Yeah, it's it's not a common area of study yet, but we're hoping to change that. Right. Okay. Some people even have the question about what is the dynasty. Can you explain? So a kind of literal explanation of what a dynasty is is it's just a family group where power is passed down through the family. But in China, it often refers to、uh, more than that. It refers to a political unit. So when we talk about the Liao Dynasty, we're not just talking about the family. We're talking about also the area they ruled over. Right. Yeah, and then of course the rulers of a country. Sometimes we call the king, and sometimes we call the emperor, which is more common in China. But let's try to learn both. Okay, no problem. Yeah, the way to say the king in Chinese, we say Wang. 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 Yeah, it's also the surname Wang. I'm sure a lot of people came across some Chinese friends, and then a surname a bit like Smith in English. So Wang is very common. Yeah, one of the top three surnames in China, I believe. It is, yeah. And then the other two are Lin and Chen.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Wang, Lin, Chen—they are the very big surnames, and each surname has at least like several million people who share the same surname. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, probably more so, than there is Smith. Yeah, more than Smith for sure. And then, so to say Wang, that means the king. So next time when you have a friend who has a surname Wang, that means the king. And of course, king is a common name in English language surnames as well. It is, yeah. Okay, so dynasties. Yeah, we say Wang, that means the king. And then sometimes we want to be more specific, and especially in the fairy tales,、uh, we tend to say Guo Wang.、Mm, yeah, the king of the country. <laughs> Yeah, the king of the country. So just more specific, Guo means country. So the king of the country, it's the king. So Guo Wang. Guo Wang. All right. So the character for Wang is very simple. There are three horizontal strokes. Yeah. And then one vertical stroke、uh, to connect in the middle to connect all the three strokes. And there were two stories about that. The three strokes, horizontal ones. The first one indicates the heaven, and the middle one indicates the human. And the bottom one indicates the earth. Interesting. So ancient Chinese people they tend to imagine is a holistic view, the human in between the sky, the heaven, and also the earth. Therefore, they are all integrated together. And the vertical stroke connects the sky, the human, and the earth are the king. Very interesting. Yeah. So that was the ancient story, and the modern story. They basically say, "Hey, there's no story. Basically, that's a shape for the X. Then the X meant power、right. in the ancient time. So whoever had the X、uh, had the power is the king. So, <laughs> so there are two stories, and either one is fine. Then now you remember the character is three horizontal stroke and vertical in between. That does make it easy to remember. Yeah, Wang. Okay, so the emperors. The character for emperor, 皇帝 
the first one, Huang Di. Huang is actually the character between white, white color king, basically. Yeah. And then that's an emperor. And that also means uh, the person who is so awesome, super duper flawless. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, Di is another way of describing people who is like Shang Di. Shang Di means the god, and Shang means above the scent, the God person, so Di is the God. So Huang Di、right. together is the Almighty One, and then that is the great way of calling Emperor Huang Di. It certainly gives a sense of power, doesn't it? Yeah. So, do you know how many emperors were there in China? Oh, no idea. It must be、uh, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. Yeah.、Uh, since the first emperor in China, Qin Shi Huang, they have been five hundred fifty-seven. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a few. Yeah, and then、uh, across two thousand two hundred sixty-four years, so on average, each one had four years in power. That was not very long, was it? No, not very long at all. But <laughs> sometimes you would have multiple emperors at the same time. That's it, exactly. So what happened was there were, as you mentioned, there were multiple emperors at the same time.、Uh, which one is the real one? We don't know yet because that was during the like a war states, and then there were different kingdoms. They all try to become the superpower, and then by eliminating their enemies, so eventually one of them will survive. And some of the emperors, they tend to have very short life because everybody wanted to be the emperor, so they either poisoned them,、uh, the existing one, or step behind the back, or they did everything they could to get rid of.、Um, so literally, there were many emperors. They've been in power for a long time. Yeah, like Qianlong. He was in power for like sixty years,、yeah. and the most of them, many of them, especially when during the, the prosperous time, the emperors tend to live much longer, and during the war time, the chaotic time, they tend to have very short life. So on average, they spread out and even out, so four years on average. Yeah, and for example, the the dynasty that I study, the Liao dynasty,、uh, often people don't classify the emperors of that dynasty as being legitimate because they ruled at the same time as. The Song Dynasty, which is, of course, much more much more famous、uh, both in China and internationally. Right, and then share with us about Liao Dynasty and what's special about it. Well, the Liao Dynasty is fascinating because they ruled kind of the majority of North China and parts of Mongolia for for over two hundred years. So they were a very significant dynasty. They also、um, founded Beijing as a imperial capital. They were the first people to use what is now Beijing as an imperial capital. And a lot of the reason why they're not studied so much is because the emperors came from a group of people called the Kitan, which later、right. Chinese histories have tried to portray as not being part of the Chinese timeline because barbarians. Yes, go with the barbarians. <laughs> they、yeah. were the barbarians. So what I and、uh, other people in my field are trying to do is trying to reframe this to try and.、Uh, See the Liao outside of this idea of them being barbarians. Right. So Liao Dynasty.、Uh, what years are we talking about? So the Liao were in power from 907 to 1125. Right. You said they established Beijing as the capital. Yeah. They actually had five different capitals. Beijing was their southern capital. To the Liao, Beijing was Nanjing. Because <laughs> right,、uh, everything is related. Them, it was the south of their empire. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And then, so the territory covered、uh, current Mongolia, Inner Mongolia, down to Hebei province, which is Bei, where Beijing is. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And then, as far as the west part, where did they go? Into Xinjiang and Central Central Asia, they went as far far west as as that. Right. Okay. So that was quite a big kingdom. Yeah, huge in terms of 
the geographical spread, but the population would have been significantly smaller than the Song Dynasty because the areas in which the Liao ruled had a much smaller population. Yeah, right. A lot of desert there. Yeah, and quite harsh weather as well. Yeah. So Huangdi was the the ruler of the Chinese history, and there were five hundred fifty seven of them. You know, there was a woman who was the Huangdi. Yes. Yeah, Wu Zetian. Yes. So when we say the empress, we say 女皇帝. 女皇帝. Yeah, 女皇帝. 女 means female. Mm-hmm. 女皇帝. So 皇帝, of course, nowadays there are not many of them around in the world. And then uh, somehow it's still quite a useful word to know, especially first when you watch the documentary about history programs. And second, it's, uh, it's fascinating to learn how actually the human behavior stays the same. And sometimes we call a tyrant 皇帝 to express that the person is not a very democratic or not a very open-minded person. Interesting. Right, okay. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us. Today we talk about the king, Wang. And then in China, they had more emperors, Huangdi, than the king. Great, thanks. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to rate us, review us, and share what you have learned. 再见, Jonathan. 再见.